episode 14 of the worst sounding show since Eric the Midget Actors all, uh, American, American Idol, Idol show. Does anybody show. get that Does reference? Get... <laughs> Jesse laughs, shoops out. No. 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 I don't know what you're talking know. about. Perfect. Perfect. Let's start out. Do I? I'm I'm echoing. You guys, who's who, who's I on the phone? I got headphones on. I got headphones on. I don't. Okay, Jesse, you might be echoing. I'm gonna restart. You want to put headphones on? Yeah. Well, they do best. Be, you know what happens, Jesse? Is we hear. Episode 14 is on your podcast listening device now. It's the worst sounding podcast show since Eric the Midget Actors American Idol show. And I know people will reach out for me that are listening. Do I have a co-host? You can't say midget, you racist bastard. (laughs) Where's your music? too low it's too low crank it now it's too low yeah there you go no here i go here i go here all right shoop's in the house and shoop i want you to say hello okay cut the music i can't hear myself talk i want you to say hello to we're adding a third party to our podcast shoop welcome back to the show seattle fan Megalomaniac, Jassy Mac in the house. Oh, thanks, you guys. Where's my intro song? I want it to Def Leppard or something. Well, you oh. got to bring it. You got to bring it yourself. Shoot brings all his uh, sound effects. As no you way. Can. I, I am the okay, official DJ. <laughs> I am the official DJ. You just, you just give me a second. I'll get uh, you something. So, and pour, from, pour some sugar on me. And, sure. and, and from here on out, it has to be. Um, and. And we're going to get to that song in a second, but I also have a guest host with me who um, really, really has, you know, the maps of my life where all my skeletons are hidden, buried, and in my closet. So we're not going to get into that tonight because I know his skeletons too. My best friend in the world, Jack Heine, in the house for the NFL Drift. Welcome, Heine. Jack Heine, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is this podcast. It's just exploding with personalities and characters. And Shoop, do you got her music yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How's that volume? Well. I, I should have started it. Like yeah, you got next time. Uh, hey, and and louder. Hey, we're we're an amateur pod. Okay, we get the point. Next time you're going to be more prepared. Jassy, welcome to the show. Hein, welcome to the show. You guys are uh, welcome. Certainly, Jassy's going to be sticking with us whenever she can make it. We've extended a sort of standing invitation to Jassy because she was amazing on the pod when she was uh, here before. And she's got some more knowledge to drop in on the eve of the NFL draft for the Seahawks. <laughs> That's my co-host, always hitting the mark. 
And All right, just so you know, it's about 1.23 in the song. So that's where your intro will be from now on, Jassy. Continue, and, Pet Shop. And Hein is here, um, hopefully first of many times as well. Uh, we moved out to Seattle together from Philadelphia. We're college buddies, roommates. We're high school buddies, and we're grade school buddies. So we go way, way back. So Heine's done some womping. Hein, tell him about the womping, brother. You've been womping? <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. Here we go. St. fucking Hein. Here we go. You're not wearing those Bobo Nikes, right. are you, Hein? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Troop. Jack Heine, when he made the move, he changed his life, and he's a much better man. And he doesn't like looking in the past. He likes looking in the future. So just leave the man alone, will you, Shoop? Tell him, Hein. For me, I was caught womping. There would be hell to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've seen the light, and I'm glad that you are our resident NFL draft expert. Forget what? McShay, forget Kuiper Jr. We got Heine. He is, and we're going to get into that more as we get closer to the flop of our episode uh, because I have a quick story to, to, to uh, illustrate his deep, deep knowledge of the NFL draft. So we'll get there. Let's shuffle the deck here, though, Shoop, and start out with errors from last time. I hear you have a couple. We'll put those on the back burner. I had a real brain hiccup talking about drummers from the Stones and the Who and even Pink Floyd. And, you know, I for some reason I couldn't think of Keith Moon. And I know of Keith Moon. I've watched documentaries about Keith Moon. My dad and I talk about Keith Moon a lot. Um, because one of my dad's favorite quotes by uh, Roger Daltrey was he, was he was being interviewed in sometime in the 90s or 2000s, and they were asking about Mooney, and he got pissed because he's dead, you know, and, and Roger Daltrey said something to the effect, and I didn't look this up, but something to the effect like, he's my fucking friend and he's fucking dead, okay? I mean, so we talked about Mooney a lot, and so that was really bad of me. Now, I, my mind was going to... Um, the beautiful ballad that is Pink Floyd's epic uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, and that's about their drummer who died, Sid Barrett, and I just like had a brain hiccup, so that was definitely one of my errors. And I hear, Shoop, that I had another error. Tell, tell the folks about it. Yeah, definitely not as catastrophic as, uh, you know, that was bad. deceased yeah. people. Thank you. Um, there, there, this may or may not have been a few episodes ago, but I want to clarify that the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. who are currently tied in overtime against the Boston Bruins, are located in, in the Miami metro. Yeah, and you're, you, you've quoted that they're northern Florida. That is false. You're off base, actually. You're right that I made an error, but I was talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs Tampa Bay Lightning Series, and I said up north in Canada and down in South Florida. And Tampa is nowhere near South Florida. So you are correct. I made an error, but it wasn't about the Panthers. But I'm going to give you a pass because you're such an NHL rookie. You don't know the difference between two Florida teams. You don't Florida think teams. Tampa is in the southern part of Florida? Asshole. Now this is a whole new Asshole. argument. Are you listening? I said on the episode that Tampa was in southern Florida. It is not. So that was an error that I made. Tampa is northwest Florida, essentially. Okay? Or, you know, westish. And they're certainly. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, they're I, certainly I'm not. Need so. to bring up a, I'm going to bring up a map. We'll address this on the next one. Hi, and tell Do we have a ruling here? I'd say, I'd say 
central anything. But West, well, it's along the Gulf Coast. Central Florida is in Orlando. Yeah, that's Central yeah. Florida. Give me a break. The Jesse, University you... of South Florida is Did... in St. Petersburg, which is the Tampa St. Pete region. So I don't know. Jesse, did you know we were going to have a geography lesson tonight? Do you have anything to add to this? I love listening to you guys argue. I, I love listening to your shows because well, you guys had a grammar thing going on at the beginning of the first episode, one of them, and I was just cracking up at you guys. It was about effect and effect. Yes, and that one is a tough one. Yes, Shoop, Shoop struggles yes, still to this still day. still not even settled. <laughs> no. I really enjoy it every time. I, I, made, I made an error. Definitely by saying Tampa was in South Florida and they're not. So what else did I do wrong, Shoop? Tell us. Well, we're going to have to revisit that one again off air, but I had an error on the, hey, put your hands together. Seattle Sea Dragons in the playoffs, baby. And they beat not the Vegas, um, <laughs> what the hell did I call them? Outlaws or some shit. Outlaws. They're the Vipers. Okay, so we got that taken care of. And I know and, we were all know, on the edge of our seat about the XFL accuracies. Well, listen, people could be on their potty, listen to the potty, and think, why are they sweating the small stuff? Because all we want to do here at the Nuts is get better each show, goddammit. Welcome to the Nuts, where we get better each and every show, sort of, kind of, if you don't look at and listen for the audio <laughs> mistakes. So... Let's talk about our whole car. Shoop, are you done with the errors? Have, have I made any more errors that you came up with? That would be it for errors. That would be you. it for errors. So our whole cards tonight are what a great week in sports. So we're going to chat a little bit about some NHL, some NBA, and baseball. Let's start with what Shoop referred to as the Nuts World Series, and that is the series between the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Seattle Mariners. So it's our two focused cities against each other. So really quick, if you're listening to this on Wednesday night or even early Thursday morning and you're a nut like me and you watch every game, if you haven't seen Wednesday afternoon's Phillies-Mariners, please skip ahead a minute or two because we're going to have some spoilers. But, uh, Jassy, you want to tell us what happened last night? In game one of the Philly, Phillies uh, Mariners series? So I was just thinking about this before you started talking, and the thing that's going to sound out for me, and you're going to hate this. Mm, of course. I know, because I know that you get your feathers ruffled a bit about people talking about Philly fans. Yeah. But I really do love your guys' fashion, but uh, the She's thing I will remember hot about that game is the hot dog throwing. Okay. I mean, okay. Of course, I'm going to remember that we won. Okay. Um, but okay. the hot dogs are going to stand out. Are you done so I can just fillet you? <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, you're right. Philadelphia is the only city in the whole world that has asshole drunken fans. Let's start out with that. <laughs> because there's no other sports event I've ever seen where shit's gotten thrown onto the field or on the ice or on the court. So we'll start there. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's mm-hmm. Dollar Dog Night. And Philadelphia, they've been doing this thing for a couple of years now, and it has taken over the stadium. On Dollar Dog Night, they sell out, first of all, and they literally sell hot dogs for a buck. And so people line up, and I think there's a max, and I think it's like 12 or 10 or something. And so people are just lined up 20 minutes before the game even starts for Dollar Dogs. I don't know if people are spending money to go and feed their families with these Dollar Dogs or whatever, but recently... 
There's been a hot dog throwing contest in the stands and people, you know, guy up on top of the of the section throws a hot dog down to the guy in the bottom. I mean, it's on and on. I don't so these agree. Hot with... dogs are not consumed. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, let's call it 65, 70 percent of them are consumed, and then the rest of them are drunken idiots who throw them around. And Jassy's right; it chaps my ass that Philadelphia gets this this uh, you know reputation for having the worst fans in the world. And am I going to defend a bunch of drunken idiots? No, they are drunken idiots. You should never throw anything on the fucking or field or ice or court. And but Philadelphia's not the only place to do it. Of course, if it does happen in Philadelphia, it fucking makes CNN. And ESPN and MSNBC and Twitter and everywhere goes around because Philadelphia is acting a fool again. But every city has assholes. Thank you, Jassy, for bringing that up. I mean, some so people like wondering... some who, people like the what? subway series. Some people like oh, here we go. You know, the freeway series. Eat a we bag like of dog. Pet shop series, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle versus Philly. I'm sorry to step on your toes there, Jassy. Go ahead, Jass. What did you have to say? I just wanted to ask Eddie one question that I uh, thought of. So uh, do you think that they would have thrown the dogs, um, whether they won or lost, just because yes. it was dollar dog night? Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. See, I love a drunk, loud fan sometimes myself because it gives people something to talk about and look at. And it's, you know, sometimes it is funny. So that's fine. If they were going to throw it either way, I thought they were being shit because we won. So if they if they were going to do it either way, it was dollar dog night. I'm okay with it. You're talking about the city who celebrates on Broad Street by climbing up traffic poles for no other reason than to climb up a traffic pole. And there are there are so many terrific YouTube videos of idiots celebrating, whether it be Super Bowl victory, which is only one, or getting to the Super Bowl, or World Series stuff. Back in 08, when the Phillies won the World Series, there was a dude on a traffic pole, and everybody's chanting. I forget exactly what they're chanting. They're chanting something like, uh, let's go Phillies, or we are the champs. I forget what happened. But this dude is out on a traffic light, way up in the air, and then somebody throws a beer bottle at him, and it hits him in the back, and then somebody goes, oh, that's a great idea. So then four or five bottles start thrown at him. One hits him smack in the head and to- clearly like knocks him kind of off. He falls off of the traffic light, and then the crowd goes, Instead of chanting, we are the champs, the, the chant changes into, holy shit, holy shit, when a dude's like falling to his, I mean, obviously he didn't die. But this, that video is on YouTube. I mean, so, you know, we, you know, any chance to throw hot dogs on the field? Are you kidding? Whether it's a win or a loss, Jassy. Um, All right. Today's rematch saw the Mariners jump out to a quick 5-2 lead in the second inning, um, courtesy of a J.P. Crawford salami, and then a back-to-back Julio homer. But that was the last runs they scored, Jesse, and the Phillies chipped away and chopped the tree down, and the bullpen did a great job of keeping the Mariners at bay, and the Phillies scored two in the bottom of the eighth to go up 6-5, and then Jose close the door so we got a rubber match tomorrow shoop it's the it's the nuts official pod world series in yep. april and we got yeah, a rubber he's... match tomorrow it's early it's like 10 a.m our time out here i just want to offset all this negative attention on phillies fans did you know 
that on October of 2022, after home runs by Bryce Harper and Alec Baum, Baum, mm-hmm. Baum, it was reported 119 decibels it registered at the Penn State seismograph. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, wow. and that's impressive, and, and Seattle's impressive with their football games and stuff, so I'm not going to necessarily have, you know, measure the dick to see who's a louder city. There has been... Let's whip them out! There has been allegations of pumped-in volume, especially in the early two, 2010s of the, of, the, of the Seahawks stadium, but we're not even going to go there. We're going to get to NFL shortly. We're really rambling on. Jesse, thank you for riling me up about the hot dogs. And we got a big game tomorrow night. Tomorrow morning, actually. Uh, I was expecting you to say, you got it, Eddie. But, you know, I just... I'll do I don't it. talk until we, we win. <laughs> All right. And, so, and, I'm a, and I'm a huge Phillies fan, too. So I know I, you are. I still like to see them. And unless the Mariners are playing the Phils, I'm pulling for you guys, too. So, moving on. Uh, Heine, anytime you want to pop in here, please underst- understand that when I have a guest on, you're part of the poker table, so you don't have to sit in waiting. Um, but do you have anything? Have you watched either of the first two games against the Mariners, Heine? I have not. That's my boy. Okay, NHL <laughs> and NBA. Can I tell you how great there is parity all over both of these playoff brackets, and it's just been amazing to watch. Now, of course, there's been a few clunkers. In the NBA, there's been a few clunkers in the NHL. But holy shit, is it good television. There's been some great overtime games, including the Seattle Kraken getting their first ever overtime victory in their first ever overtime playoff game um, against uh, Colorado the other night to tie the series up. And they're actually playing as we speak. And so this was a bit of a point of contention with Jassy. So she's going to keep one eye on the... Cracking avalanche game in Colorado and give us updates. There has been it's still zero zero. Still zero Florida zero. A big winner. Yeah, there, there there is a there is a update for the NHL though. There was another wonderful overtime game in Boston and your Southern Florida Mar- Marlins, your Southern Florida Panthers get a win in overtime to make that game to that series three, two, it's just making my point. There are so many terrific series happening. If you're missing these games, what are you doing? Stop watching Netflix and watch these real life things that are happening with real people. The LA uh, Kings Edmonton series has been tremendous. There's been, I think, uh, three of the four games have been in overtime. Maybe only. By the two. way, Eddie, I got a text from Davey D an hour before the uh, the uh, Florida Panthers game tonight, and he okay. goes, "Holy shit, they got Bobrovsky in that." <laughs> Bobrovsky. Panthers are gonna win. Yeah, former Flyer Sergey Bobrovsky. So uh, our goalies tend to shit the bed in Philly and then go elsewhere and play really well. Uh, but uh, Winnipeg, there was a couple overtime games. Uh, one night there was three out of the four games went to overtime. So, and it's just so exciting to watch those games, even if you don't have a rooting interest, which I honestly really don't. I mean, Seattle, I'm sort of a quasi fan rooting for them. I'm certainly rooting for them, but like, it's not like a passion of mine and I'm still enjoying these games. They're just so incredibly exciting. And I was really happy to see Seattle put one in overtime relatively quickly in overtime the other night too. So um, we'll keep an eye on that game and, 
bring it to you as soon as a score happens. Jesse's going to let us know. But how about the NBA, Shoop? The NBA is insane, too. You got two seven seeds that are on the brink of, uh, you know, eliminating their two seed competitor. It's just been unbelievable with the Lakers. They lost tonight, but the Lakers are giving Memphis everything they want. And then the Atlanta Hawks uh, forcing uh, Boston to game six. Like, it's just been tremendous. And then the Heat, of course, which are happening right now, have a 3-1 lead, and that's an eight seed. So it's just been, you know, really, really good games. And I think it's what, you know, the NFL is king, right? The NFL is king because any Sunday, any game, there could be a winner. Either team can win. And for many, many years, the NBA especially, you know, the first round, you just didn't have much of a chance. The eight seeds and the seven seeds are just getting blown out of the water. In fact, they had five-game series for those for a while, but they brought back the seven gamer and speak shoot. What do you got? I mean, there's just so much good basketball happening. Yeah, it's a great time of year. I love that any, any day of the week uh, you turn on the tube and you've got two or three options. Yeah, it is a I great mean, time of year. Yeah, you're right. You know, and uh, where, where I bartend, I can get everything on at the same time, which is, a, which I love, you know, I love to get the sports central cooking and uh, recap to my knowledge, if I'm not mistaken, in the NBA, the Timberwolves and the um, Brooklyn Nets have been That's the eliminated. only two, yep. Otherwise, everyone else is, is going deep. And uh, the Lakers let me down today. Um, God, Memphis went on something like a 25-5 to run late yeah. in that game. Um, I cannot believe Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. That's just unreal. There's been a lot of injuries, injury plague. And I don't think anyone's been eliminated thus far in the NHL. NHL, nope. The, all eight series are still going strong, and that's exactly my point, Shoop. So thanks for bringing that up because that's what I was going to say. But you've got, you know, the one that was closest was the Bruins and, and Panthers, and the Panthers just battled and forced the game six back yeah. in there we go. South Florida. So, I mean, it's just really, really good drama. And, I mean, if you're listening, you have to have at least a, a slight interest in sports. So flip those televisions over to these games and watch them because they're exciting as hell. Uh, so yeah, thanks, you for bringing that. With Go the ahead. Sixers Go ahead. and the NBA already being clinched, I'm, I'm in that sweet spot. Yeah, because you're, you're saying we don't have a we don't have a horse in the game. Well, right. we do. We've got a vested interest in the NBA, right? The crap out of each other, and it's just terrific to watch them continue to go. Right? Um, you're exactly like right. That Phoenix huh? game last night was awesome. Yes. Heine, we were talking about this a little bit ago. Uh, I think Eddie and I were chatting about this just casually off air. Like, wow, the one and two seed series are going just how you like it. But how much time do you want off? You, you get a sweep, and if those series above you go seven games, do you think there's a cap like five, seven days is too many? I got, a, how do you... I got a real answer for that, and Hein, you can back me up or disagree with me. I think because we're playing in Boston, it matters a little less because um, even if we come out flat in game one, like we still got that game two to try to steal on the road, I would be more nervous about it if game one was in Philly and then we have that letdown game, and all of a sudden the series is different because now the away team has stolen one on our home court. What do you got, Hein? Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, we don't we don't know if we're going to Boston yet, right? That, like, I mean, that's Atlanta's, true. Atlanta still could come back. Atlanta's they got a game at home, right? They got a game yeah. at home. To, uh, right, so go ahead. But uh, 
but yeah, I think <laughs> go ahead. if we go flat that first game, I'm not worried about it because there's a better chance we've got Joe back. So um, yeah, I, I think it suits us. This this is playing well for us. Yeah, the more the, the longer the better. And uh, from what I'm hearing about Joe, because uh, I still am tuned into Philly radio, um, sort of depending on what show you listen to, but uh, I, I, he's fine. And he probably would have played if it was a more meaningful game the other day. Um, and it's they think they're gonna he's gonna have a brace, but it's really just gonna be a nagging pain thing. And of course, this happens to Joe. It happens every friggin' year. But uh, knock on wood, at least so far, it's not a catastrophic injury that should he should miss any time about. So um, I'm gonna cough. So trying to get used to that brace again. Exactly, and he should be practicing on it right now, right? So just try and get it get it going. Um, so anyway, we'll put a cap on that. NBA, NHL playoffs, great time of year, wonderful games, NHL overtime. Uh, listen, an, an NBA basketball game is exciting, but it, it does not compare to the – especially when the home team has the puck during a – overtime playoff game and everybody is just, it's just electric in the building and like a shot even just a nice little weak wrister it's just i was like ah! and it's just like it just changes on every and it's just such a fast wonderful game and i really wish the flyers get back to it because but i miss it um moving on and i think we're just gonna go right into our flop because we're already a few 25 minutes in here and we haven't gotten to the flop yet but it is the eve of the NFL draft. Oh, you know what? No, I totally skipped over. We can't get to the flop yet. Put that on hold, shoot. Put that on hold. I forgot about our trivia and our worst bets. <laughs> so, oh, and I also forgot Jimmy Butler. Did you guys see Jimmy Butler? He went crazy, right, in game four, I think it was. He had 56 points or whatever. But I'm focused on this. After the game... The the on-court reporter gets a mic in Jimmy's face and goes, hey, Jimmy, uh, you know, you're amazing. It was a great game, blah, blah, blah. And then her second follow-up question was, what did you think about the fans uh, shouting MVP when you were, uh, you know, taking free throws? And Jimmy, out of nowhere, goes, well, I don't know about being the MVP. For me, that's Joel. And he totally shouts out Joel Embiid to be the MVP, and I loved it. And they were boys, and there's a whole big story about the uh, the Sixers brass choosing. I just heard a cat. Oh, it's probably my cat. It's probably my son who's messing with him. Um, but there's a whole story of how the Sixers may or may not have chosen Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons over Jimmy because there were some personality conflicts. And, you know, now that we all see the light, uh, clearly Ben was being a big baby and and Jimmy was right the whole way and we just sort of rue the fact that we could have held on to Jimmy Butler. But alas, he's in Miami. He's playing well. But I love this shout-out to Joel, the MVP of the regular season, and we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, As Pat McAvee likes to say, Jimmy Butler is a dog. <laughs> he was here in Minnesota for one year and was like, fuck you, I'm out. These guys are soft. Your management's trash. Get me out of here. And I uh, kind of respected him for that because he he could see the writing on the wall real quick. And, and he was like, no thanks. And you know what Charles calls them, right? 
Now what? Jimmy fucking Butler. Hell yeah. Um, trivia. Let's go into our trivia from last episode, Troop. It was your time to shine. And you came up with a great question, a little bit of a uh, softball for yeah. crazy sports fans like myself, but still a good question. Go ahead. It was the top four teams to win Super Bowls. Yeah, kudos to you. You named them just in order with special adjectives and naming colors. Colors actually may be adjectives. Um, my mistake, I should have expanded it to the top six because there's two franchises that also have four Super Bowls. I believe they may or may not be in your division. <laughs> Nevertheless, you killed it, and the feedback you gave was that it was 50% feedback from listeners. One person nailed it. One person did not. That's correct. And we won't shout them out for embarrassment's sake, but it was uh, two have six and two have five. And the two that have six were the Pittsburgh Steelers and New England Patriots. And the two that have five were the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. So good, good, uh, good trivia question, Shoop. You know, I, I, we got to find a sweet spot on whether it's hard or easy, but right now I'm having fun with it. So let's just keep it rolling. My question that I came up with this episode is going to be NFL draft related. And I'm sort of putting Jassy and Hine on the spot with this one. I have not prefaced uh, or prepared this question with them, but I am going to throw it right to them. That's great. Let's hear from our newcomers. So it's a two-part question, Shoop. And here's the thing. 22 of the last 35 first overall picks were quarterbacks. Okay, so 22, uh, uh, only 13 were not quarterbacks. 22 of them were the same position, right? So the first question I want to ask Jassy, and we'll start with the Seahawks. Do you know, Jassy, when the last time that the Seattle Seahawks used a first rounder to draft a quarterback? 1993, I think. Holy shit balls, that is impressive, and I'm, I've already I've blown the it was, lead. It was Rick. It was Rick Myers then. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Notre Dame, nice work. I Rick, was I was sitting here like, wait, really? Rick Meyer from Notre Dame. Jassy, do you know what pick it was overall? It wasn't number one. I'll give you a hint. Um, gosh, first round. This is very no, impressive. No, right. Okay. Um, well, I can't remember. All right. Well, we'll come back. Hein, when's the last time the Eagles took a quarterback in the first round? Uh, it was Wentz. It was Wentz. Oh. Okay. So. Wentzylvania. It looks like Rick Meyer was picked two. Number two. And so was Carson Wentz. So that's sort of why this married together for me. So wow. both. Both uh, most recent first-round quarterbacks taken by our teams were number two overall. Rick Meyer, 1993, Notre Dame, and Carson Wentz, 2016, from North Dakota State, also picked two. So here's the other part of the question. And and this time I'm going to be better, and I'm not going to – I was just so impressed that you got that, Jassy, so good on you. Yeah, well done on both of you. She just came right out with it. 1993, motherfucker! Um when was the last time, <laughs> Heine, when's the last time the Eagles selected first 
overall. Literally the first pick. Oh, man. Okay, he gives me an all-man. So you think about that. Jassy, when's the last time the Seattle Seahawks picked first overall? Um, I'm just guessing I would say 2013. 2013. Okay, so that's your guess. Hein, you got a guess yet? Um, uh, just a guess. I'm going to go... 1973. 1973. So that is really the question, I suppose, for our listeners this week, since I blew it and I was just so incredibly impressed with Jassy's um, first part. So what's the last time? (laughs) (laughs) Just surprised me because I'm staring at the answer and then it's like you just read it. I was like, wow, it was awesome. Yeah. 1993, Rick Meyer. Uh, Because, of course, Russell was a what second or third round even I don't even know, but uh, what is the last? When is the last time the Seahawks chose first overall, and when is the last time the Eagles chose first overall? And uh, get those comments down, text them to me, put them in our Instagram page, or if you're still listening on Podbean, that's terrific. Is there? Are you able to leave comments on like a Spotify or an Amazon Music? I haven't even checked, guys. Is anybody that question is to anyone? I've only done on Podbean. Okay. No, nobody else. I'm so, still a Podbean guy. Well, you know, we always knew that about you, Shoop. And as long as you're coming to grips with it, we're okay with it. I almost called myself something else, but. I'm glad you did it. And that's that's one of the terrific reasons Jassy's here to keep us uh, less and, you know, less perverted and more along the straight line. So thank you, Jassy. And thank you, Shoop, for checking yourself. The the PC police is now on the nuts? (laughs) Well, you know, no. She's awesome. We're moving on. Uh, Worst bets. Boy, oh boy, do we have an update on the worst bets. First of all, I posted the current leaderboard on our Instagram, Nuts Official Pod uh, page. And right now, Iza just cannot miss. So Billy Given was on with us. He was on with the Rick Rocky episodes. And he's been betting uh, once or twice a week ever since. And he's just crushing it. A uh, couple of quick, he had a, over six goals in the Seattle game that, uh, that I think they went to the to uh, overtime. I think they won 5-4, if I'm not mistaken, or 4-3 still would have done it. Um, and he also hit on uh, the Knicks, plus 5.5. And, and now he's got a couple of bets. So he's at 272.50. Jones had a terrific... Um, he called a draw in uh, Premier League soccer, and he got 130 units out of it because it was plus 650 for the draw. So he's up to 170 units. Davey D, Shoopster, your boy Davey D, picked the yeah, Suns, and he's up to 50. Then you got the the last two, the bottom two are me and you, Shoop. I'm at least a respectable zero. If my if my peeps, if my listeners went with every bet that I had on the pod so far, they would still have money in their pocket. But you, Shoop, you're down 280 Units. God, I thought I thought you put my weight on there. What do I'm you have to? What do you have to say for yourself, Sue? <laughs> well, here's what I gotta say. All right, there's been some rough breaks. Like for example, I took LA the other night, not realizing Kawhi was gonna miss the rest of the damn series. Mm. So that's on me. I gotta do my homework. And um, 
I don't know what to say. I, you know, I, I like to roll the dice and sometimes the, you know, the snake eyes it is, but Boy, it's, it's lots okay. Of snake I, eyes. I, I got a sweetheart in my, in my back pocket. That's going to put me back right to, uh, to even. Why don't you night. throw it out there, Shoop? I'll go second. You tell everybody what your sweetheart best worst bet is going to be for tomorrow night's game. If you're like me and if maybe you're down a couple units and you need something big to make the pendulum swing the right way, Trey Young on the over tomorrow, baby. Now, hold on. Actually, seven and a half. I think it's Friday. Is it Friday night or Thursday night that they play? It is tomorrow. Okay, you got it. So Thank God. Yeah. Um, now, I just was double-checking that. I didn't want to have another error. So, you're taking Trey Young, 27 and a half points over now shoop did you tell everybody how many units you're laying on this 280 baby <laughs> so you're chasing your she money ain't a lady if she ain't 280 <laughs> <laughs> shoop 280 units it's officially the largest no it's not is it because i put down three something the other you night you put down it? a million five to win 40 no, or something i put like three that. i put down 350, 350 to win 100 yeah so it is not it's our second biggest worst bet on the pod and you got trey young to score a bunch of points now he went crazy the other night you think he's going to follow that up with another another he's going to give show? the people of the atl what they want he can get 28 no problem you know, as a as a player that I hate against the Sixers, and he and he beat us in this playoff series. But I cannot tell you how much I've been rooting for him against the Seas, man. I just want to see him. And he's I mean, he's a shooter, but he's also a facilitator, and he runs a, a terrific pick and roll, and lots of lobs to Capella, I think it is. So I mean, just just a baller. Uh, so good luck, Shoop. 280, 280 units to get back to zero or near zero. Come on, we'll, Trey. We'll see what happens. I am gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take Atlanta in the same game. I'm gonna take money line. I'm gonna take this because it's plus one ninety five, first of all. I'm at even money, so I'm going back for uh, larger payouts. I like Atlanta at home to shock the world again and force a Game 7, in which I think the Celtics will roll in Game 7. But tomorrow night, I like Trey Young. I like Moneyline to win outright 50 units for plus 195. So it'll be something like, I don't know, 95 win or something. We'll figure Trae it out. Trey Young averaging 29 in the series so far. So not that crazy, by the way. How, many, how much is he averaging? 29 in 29. the series. Okay. Well, I didn't say it was crazy. I'm just saying he went crazy last night, and he's got to back that up now. So finally – oh, sorry, Hein, Jassy, you guys want to get in on the worst bets. Please tell us what you got, Hein. All right. So I also like uh, Atlanta and Boston game, but I'm going to take Atlanta in the points. Okay. They got, what minutes. are they getting, 13 and a half? Yeah, six and a half. Oh, six and a half. What am I thinking of? Yeah. Oh, tonight. They're at game. home. I can't imagine them losing. Getting blown out. I don't think they'll lose, but even if they do lose, I think it's going to be close. Okay. Yeah. So the heat then, that was the heat. The heat were uh, had thirteen and a half tonight. Sorry. So go ahead. Atlanta plus six and a half for fifty units. What else you got, Hein? Uh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to lay 25 units on the over for the runs tomorrow for the Mariners and Phils. Okay, run. Okay, over runs in the Mariners Phils. Do you have that line? It's probably just out. Eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half. Okay. So 25 units over eight and a half. Perfect. You're in. Jassy, do you want to get in on this or or is this something you're not interested in? I'm not in? a lady if I don't go to 80. Hey! <laughs> Just put me, just put me on the shoot just for fun this time. He sounded really excited about it, and I think he said he's like fine. So, so you like, you oh, like, yeah. you like, he's piggybacking. You like over Trey Young's points as well. Yeah, two hundred eighty units. So no, if she hits, no. she'll be in the lead. How many, Jassy? How many units would you like to lay? Yes, yes, I'm going the two eighty. 280 on Trey yes, Young as well. Okay, so that makes uh, I missed it. I'm sorry. So that makes it official on uh, tomorrow night's game is the most units ever bet on the Nuts official podcast. So great. Thanks guys. I'll keep our updated leaderboards. It's getting serious it's, over here. It's getting serious. So um uh listeners check out the Insta page it has the leaderboard and get your bets in if you'd like to take part. And we'll keep it. We'll keep track of it. Um, the flop finally. It's it's the eve of the NFL draft, and I have with us Shoop. You know, go ahead. Give us some NFL draft. The nuts NFL draft experts. The <laughs> the production level has gone through the fucking roof, and. Real quick update on this on the Kraken. They've made it to the end of the first period. It's 0-0. Now back to the NFL draft. I got Heine on to talk about the Eagles. And I got Jassy on to talk about the Seahawks. Now, Heine, I've listened to Philly Radio all week, and I'm pretty sure you haven't. So I'm going to throw it to you here. And just tell me what you got for the Eagles. They have two picks, number 10 and number 30. Do you see them taking one pick, two picks, zero picks, trading back? Who do you like? Who do you want? Who do you think they're going to have? Give it to us. Heindahl. Oh, quickly. To, to illustrate Heine's knowledge, when Heine was a single man, before he had two beautiful daughters and a beautiful wife to cater to, he would set his weekend up of NFL draft. So first of all, you'd get off work. And back then it was mostly Saturday, Sunday. But sometimes there was some Thursday or Friday night stuff. So he would he would clear his schedule. He would get his favorite beverage and snack. He would have this thick-ass yellow steno pad and paper and pencils, I mean. And, and he'd have multiple pencils and he'd have pens. And he'd have it all sitting out ready to go. And he'd park his fat ass in front of the television. <laughs> and as soon as the drip... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, Heine's like 165 pounds, so I can call him a fat ass. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> fucking runs four miles every day. He's a fucking health ass. This guy's face. a Navy SEAL or what? Yeah, he is a Navy SEAL. <laughs> with, with crooked fingers and an even more crooked dick. Uh, here we go. Here we oh, go. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's pointing up the right way like well, a uh, Chiquita, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fluffing you up a little, so I got to knock you down a little bit. You don't want that I, hook. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, uh, he would literally write down every pick, where, what college they're from, what round, what number, obviously, his little notes, and he would just keep these laying around his house for years to come, and he would refer to them. And But guess what? 
he's a he's a deep deep knowledgeable football guy whether it comes to NFL or college and when I one of my weaknesses is to know where guys went to college so when we're sitting around watching a game and somebody goes where did he go to college I go Hein and even if Hein's not even with me I'll text him and I'll go Hein where did so and so and this was before craziness of the internet and super immediate gratification but Heine is a wealth of knowledge college football Hein don't disappoint the peeps now what do you got for the Eagles what are they going to do tomorrow so I know there's a lot of people that want them to go running back or they want them to make something magical happen with the number 10 pick. Okay. I think Howie's probably looking at how the board's going to fall. Okay. Howie's going to stay with what he normally does. Take the best available lineman at 10, whether it's D-line or O-line. This guy... You give him a top fifteen pick and he doesn't miss. So Hein, so available. So go slower. So so you think they're going to make a pick at ten? They're not going to dr- trade down or trade up or anything crazy. I think if anything, they trade up if Will Anderson or Jalen Carter are available and the price is right. Okay, so I'm glad you brought up Jalen Carter. Of course, I don't think Will Anderson's in our in our sights. I think too many teams want him. Young, you know, higher, higher picks than us. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would have to be the right, the right situation. But, sure. but, Hein, I saw an interview with Jalen Carter, who, you know, he's an outstanding Georgia defensive tackle. Are, are either of you guys, Shoop and Jassy, familiar with Jalen Carter? I am. Okay, so he, he was. Uh, no, where did he go to college? Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. And here's the thing, Shoop and Hein and Jassy. Is he they the guy were, that got in trouble with the car? Yes, he was the guy who got in trouble with the, yeah, he's the, a beast. the street racing. So his stock has fallen a bit. And I just today saw an interview with him. And it was an interviewer who said, hey, so I just spoke with Drew Rosenhaus, your agent. And he flat out told me that you're not talking to anybody past 10, any team past 10. He goes, the Eagles selected 10. Why are you doing that? And he's like, well, it's just not a smart uh, move for me. And he goes, well, wait, let me read between the lines. Are you saying that if you're available at 10, the Eagles have told you that they're going to take you? And he said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I, I mean, the, you Smoke know, the NFL. Miller. Well, mirrors. The, the NFL is always full of the, the draft. I'm sorry. The NFL draft is always full of these stories and especially late in you know, twelfth hour, the breaking news hour before the draft starts, where the you know, where these things come out and kids' draft stock uh, plummets or rises. Of course, that dude who's uh, what's his name, Will Levis, he's chucking it like from his ass, yeah. and so his stock. So I mean, these things constantly go on, and I don't know what I've ho- what I've heard is that a lot of the teams that are picking really low or really high, I don't know what to say. Um, the, the single digit picks are not interested in bringing Jalen Carter on because of the, of the legal troubles. And what would you say if the Eagles pick him? I mean, are we going to see him on the field? Is he going to be in jail? What's a, what's a deal, Hein? Uh, I don't think Howie's worried about that. I'm not worried about it. If they've done their homework, he's going to, he's going to come to camp and I meet. Mean, that's a, that's the beauty part right now. We don't need him to come in and start. Right, we got a top ten value pick, really. Like yeah. we can bring a guy in and take a chance, but like I said, 
if it's a character thing, Howie's not gonna take him. Like, I I think miss. I now, think does it's... the rugs thing in Las Vegas kind of trump the uh, street racing situation? <laughs> well, I I I mean I think without laughing, I think people... I'm, I'm being serious. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it may sound like nothing on the front end, but in real life, somebody died and a star from Alabama two will people. no longer play. Two people Two died. Two people died. Yeah, absolutely. That's terrible. what I. That's what I was saying. Hoyt, uh, let's say hypothetically, uh, at number ten, both Bijan and Jalen are available. I think it's incredibly too high to take a running back, um, but I've heard, especially my boy Anthony, speak all week on uh, try to try to convince people that it's not. But don't you think it's too high to take Bijan there? It's definitely too high. Just just the way the salary cap works. Like, and we brought in what's his face from Seattle. Draft the running back that high. Yeah. What about uh, what's his name? Uh, Penny, uh, Rashard Penny. We just signed him. What are we drafting? Hell of a running back has a little history of injuries. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So okay, well we're sort of jumping the ten, but Jassy, let's bring you in here. The Seahawks pick at five. What have you? What have you got on the? I mean, here's a team that made the playoffs. Uh, they lost to their rival Niners after a really good first half, but now they have a top five pick in the following draft. What do you see for the Seahawks doing, Jesse? Um, I almost texted you yesterday because I went crazy. I've never actually – I have a total new respect for Heine sitting down on the couch with his pens Yo, and pencils. You should have seen him. I, Smoke coming out of his I ears, hardly, farting all the time. I hardly got anything done at work yesterday because I thought, okay, I'll just jump on and read some stuff, you know, because <laughs> Eddie said, you know, let's talk about the draft. And then I was like, okay, I get it, the draft drama. It totally sucked yeah. me in. I could not, I mean, if I look at my journal, you know, however many years from now from this day, it's just like, well, so funny to me because okay, so uh, well, hopefully we started a new tradition. We've started a new tradition, Jassy, where you're keeping a multi multi page sure. journal on the eve for of the sure, NFL draft. I totally get what you're talking about with the drama of it. It's so funny. It's like who's taking who out to dinner? Who's working exactly. out? Exactly. Um, it's so awesome. The anyway, dirty laundry so gets aired and out, people fall. Go ahead, Jassy. Um, go ahead. So we only have 52 contract players right now. And the um, interview that I listened to, I, I guess we're usually in the 70s. So like we have so many positions to fill. I don't think that we're going to go quarterback, or at least I hope we don't, just because um, I feel like with um, Gina, we're good for a minute. You know? mm, I disagree I mean, there. I think, I think Gina's a place marker. I think, they're, I think they got it. I don't think they'll go five. But I think you'll see their their back, his backup drafted, and I have no knowledge about it, so you might be right. But I just disagree. I th- I don't think Gino's the answer, but you're a bigger fan than I am. Well, well he okay. So he was top ten last year, first Pro Bowl. We he, see his stats I mean, last year. Yeah. Like, well, I wrote it down because it was so impressive. So sixty nine point eight percent completion percentage, um, set the Seahawks single season passing yards record. Okay, so I wrote it all down. My journal's just crazy. I could just talk talk right now, but Jesse, really quick, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say... interrupt you just really fast. When when you're talking, maybe take yourself off of um your ear AirPods, and then once we start talking more again, you can put yourself out because you have like a little bit of a um 
like a 45 record skip and I want everybody to hear what you're saying. So maybe take AirPods or AirPods off and then talk and we'll and we'll all shut up for a few minutes. Go ahead, Jassy. Do you want me to go on my phone instead right now? So much better. Whatever that you're doing now. Right go there. for it. Go for it. Okay. You got the floor. So if Okay, so what I think we're going to do is I think we're actually going to take Jalen Carter. Um, out, he's an Aries. He's a he's a fire sign. Um, I've, I know he's been talking with the Seahawks. Uh, the thing that I was worried about was his Pro Bowl. He, I guess he looked overweight and out of shape, but I'm not worried about him at all. He's an Aries. He's a fire sign. He'll get back in shape, no problem. Um, so I think we're going to take him. Um Wow, Jesse, I'm sorry. Did you say? Wait, why are they taking him? Well, because he's an Aries, huh? Yeah, you heard right. You heard right. Listen, Hein, get the fucking dick out of your ear. Uh, My bad. My bad. Jeez. (laughs) Go ahead, Jesse. Hein, doesn't know me yet. No. So so that's who I have forever. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it would be a bold pick because of the same thing we're talking about the Eagles. He's definitely top 10 talent, maybe even top five talent, but the off the field issues are the storyline with him. We'll see if he, you know, does any time, et cetera, et cetera. But man, they would get a good player if they take him, Jassy. Go ahead. Well, and if Will Anderson is still available mm. or Tyree Wilson, um, I heard that both of them will probably be gone. Um, to like Arizona or Texas. So um, I think maybe those guys would come. Uh, yeah, Will Anderson's Jaylen an absolute beast. And if he, if Will Anderson is there for you guys, then, I mean, I think he's the class of the draft. Heine can, can prove yeah. me wrong or not. But no, I sure. think, yeah. I mean, obviously these teams need quarterbacks, so they take them high. But pure player on the field, I think it's Will Anderson Jr. Um, and he's from Alabama, right, Heine? Yeah, he was just a beast last year. I remember watching him. So, um, okay, well, that's number five pick. Jesse, are they – you said they got a lot of spots to fill. Quickly tell peeps, like, what other positions are you looking to fill on maybe day two or three? Um, So I'm going to say Miles Murphy. Um, He plays for the Clemson Tigers. He's an edge. And then I think they probably will go quarterback – um, yeah, I agree. Their third. So if not, just take Anthony a flyer, Richardson, right? Yeah. Uh, Florida Gators, because he could sit behind um, Gino for you know a couple years. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud will probably be gone, um, but I think he's an option if he's still there. But, and five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah, he would gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think you're onto something with drafting a guy a little later in the draft, a quarterback a little later in the draft who can kind of go under Geno's wing. I, I certainly don't think they're going to get somebody. Oh, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. That's who I thought if if we're drafting at five. Hendon Hooker is what I thought. Okay. Be Never that. be afraid to spend money on a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's, you what per- I have, that's, that's a rule I live by. <laughs> Never Never be afraid to spend money on a hooker. Thank you, Shoop, for classing up the pod. Uh, hi. You're welcome. Back to you for uh, the Eagles have what? Pick 30? Uh, yeah, six. they've got 30. Uh, are you know, are I they? I think they're. 
probably trading out that pick, either trading up or trading back. It's a Howie but special. Uh, hi, you're, um, you're a little low too, but I, I got to break in quick. And Jesse might be seeing what I'm seeing. But there's breaking news in the Avalanche Kraken series as we're about seven minutes into the second period. And your Seattle Kraken have broken the ice and they got a garbage time goal out in front of the net for a one nothing lead. But go ahead, Hein. Nice. Tell us more about how he dropping back let's let's kind of wrap up the drift i want to go back to jassy quick too but you know okay so you talked a lot about our pick at 10 what other needs do the eagles need to fill in the, this coming weekend it it's one of those boring drafts where they've got all this time to i think for need they go with uh branch the safety from alabama okay how he likes there, how he likes those SEC picks, and so it, they'll they'll probably trade out of that pick though. I, I think they're just going to load up. Yeah, I agree because they really don't yeah. have. I mean, right, and and it's going to be if they do select at ten, and then have to take another pick at third. I, I was thinking of the financial impact and having to pay two first rounders, but yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. All right, hi. Well, listen, we're, we're going to continue to kind of delve as we go through the episode here, but we're almost an hour in, so I wanted to sort of move it along. If you see anything that you've forgotten, please interrupt and talk. But, Jassy, how about a cap on the Seahawks draft um, uh, with, uh, you know, day three, day four kind of stuff? You were, you, you, you were sort of – I wasn't sure if you were done, so I didn't want to cut you off is really why I'm throwing it back to you. No, I mean, I've got a whole journal – here but i don't have anything that's pressing so carry on <laughs> i didn't want you to do work for no reason we love hearing your insights jesse oh no i i had so much fun no perfect uh, and and now that you're be something that i'll do now anyway <laughs> yeah and you're a recurring uh co-host of ours uh you're so you're part of the show so from here on out um if you got something to interject by all means throw it in there but um i think that brings us to our river oh no it doesn't shoop Shoop, what do you have on the NFL draft? I went to our experts, but you've got sort of the I've got the, a dark horse. the NFL as whole. Yeah, get, get, get in here. Get in this discussion, boy. Here's the deal, you guys. Out of all of these quarterbacks that they're talking about, they're all busts. Uh-oh. The one that will surprise you is from UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson. <laughs> Four-year starter, 20-plus wins. He's 6'2", 205, and some say undersized. Bryce Young, not going to work. You remember You remember the guy from West Virginia, Pat White? No. This guy. The, the wide receiver now? Oh, Pat White got See? murdered on the sideline of the Steelers. Oh. Pat right. White no, was a four-year starter at West Virginia. The guy had an amazing game. He got drafted high by the Miami Dolphins, and he tried to get out on a little – whatever on the sideline and joy porter split him in about four pieces and he never played again uh anyways that's all i got i'm not well, gonna gas on dorian thompson robinson shoot i love this that we're putting it out on the air because as we know about the nfl draft it is an absolute inexact science and there are constantly players 
who are drafted in late, late rounds or even late in the first round where every damn team uh, passed on them that excels in the NFL. And so, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about Kuyper or McShay. These guys really don't know jack shit and really either do the the NFL executives. Like, I got, I'm not trying to be harsh, but, I mean, how many examples of Tom Brady drafted in the seventh round do we need to go over and talk about? And, and how many um, – oh, what's the guy the, – the, one of the all-time busts, number one overall quarterback? Um, I just sort of looked at this. but Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf, Ryan exactly. Leaf. How many Ryan Leaf stories are there? How many Tom Brady stories are there? How many Russell Wilson stories are there? I mean, let's be honest and, and, and call it like it is. These NFL execs know dog shit about how these well, – of course they well, know stuff. Go ahead, Hein. Go ahead, Tony. It's, it, it's the circumstances these kids come into, right? Like a lot of these terrible, and they may end up with two head coaches or, or multiple offensive coordinators when they come out if they're being drafted. High. 100%. You're they right. They just throw it. Like, I mean, there's too many variables. Like, you're exactly right, but that's my point. So you're right. The, the NHL execs and these guys who get paid lots of money to, to figure this out, they figure out what they need to figure out for sure. But then, you know, you know opportunity, scheme of what the team that they're – but and, and, you know, you never know how a guy's going to react when he gets paid 600000 at at 22 years old, right, or, or higher. So I can't agree more with you that there are tons of variables, but I'm just saying, like – Nobody knows shit. So I love Shu putting himself out there and throwing down a QB that's going to outplay everybody else that's drafted higher than him. Yeah, do your homework on DTR. The guy's impressive, and he's a winner. I can't wait to watch him. Just like your Shupatamas Jake Cave prediction. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Jake Cave in the big dump, not as hot as we want right now in the uh, Pet Shop <laughs> World Series. Still, still, still early though. So lots of time, right, buddy? He is three for three on stolen bases this year, for whatever that's worth. Uh, that's, I mean, small ball is where I live. So let's move on to our river. And I got one or possibly two battle of bands. Um, we do need to revisit uh, Stones versus the Hill. It's just too large of a subject to, you know, have, have such a short discussion about. Um, because there are so many absolute bomb songs from both of those uh, groups. So we're going to come back to them at some point. We might have to, the more popular that this segment gets, we might have to just, you know, um, build up for a full episode. Um, But how about today? I want three opinions. Now, here's the deal. Remember, our battle of the bands is not who's a more successful artist. It's not, you know, who sold more copies, et cetera, et cetera. It's who do you prefer the music speaks to you, gets in your blood. And so there's sort of a, in this battle of the bands, there's sort of an outright answer already. But I want to throw out to you, Solo MJ versus Prince. Hein, start with you. Who do you like better? Oh, man. Come on, Hein. Oh, and actually, every time every time we throw it to you, Hein, there's breaking news. When we threw it to you about the end of the draft, Avalanche tied it up 1-1. And now, just now, as I throw it to you about Prince or MJ, with 10-01 left in the second period, Kraken back on top 2-1. Go Kraken. Nice. 
Go ahead, Hein. MJ, Solo, or Prince? You got to have an answer on this pod, Hein. It, it, for me, it's probably Prince. I know yeah. majority of people are going MJ, but it's probably Prince for it, me. It's what you like, right? Raspberry yeah. Beret, uh, Little Red Corvette. I mean, come on. Shoop, yeah. what you got? You know, even though I'm from the land of Prince. Yes. Oh, he's throwing Michael the MJ Jackson out there. All day. All day long? All day. Not even comparable. Really? Wow. I think you got to up your Prince game. Jesse, who do you like? So if the Death Leopard isn't my song, then shoot, you can definitely use that song. Uh, I, I love that song. The way you make me feel, MJ. Yes. Well, yes. okay, I'll take a little bit of the lead here and talk a little bit more about this because I do love this subject. And so here's my thing. MJ for sure is an amazing musician, and he was a huge part of my youth. I was at a concert of Michael Jackson's. Um, I, the albums were, you know, a huge part, a soundtrack of my life, especially his solo stuff when he was just crushing it right after Thriller and Bad. And um, I mean, he's he, uh, a terrific song called In the Closet that he did in the 90s and has it's one of the hottest music videos of all time. I, I, so I really do love him. And I think Shoop's got something going. But I, I, I'm with Hein here. And this is maybe why Hein and I are such good buddies. We think very similarly. I love... All right, let it play here. Go ahead, shoot. Little Purple Rain. Uh, uh, First of all, they're both kind of strange dudes, right? Like, let's not beat around the big pink elephant in the living room without talking about it. They're both a little off. um, And we won't get too serious about that subject. But... I Prince's quirkiness for me is more lovable, you know, than MJ. And I'm not doubting MJ's talent. And of course, I feel like he, you know, was part of a horrible cycle of abuse. So they're not even going to go there. But for me, Prince was so weird on stage. And uh, but he's got he's got some great tunes, and he's also known for writing his shit. And I can't say that about Michael. I, the jury's still out on who wrote all Michael's shit. I mean, I know Michael gets credit for a lot of them, but there's also rumors that he wasn't doing shit. And since he was a little boy, people were just writing him stuff. And, uh, you know, the whole thing. But for me, Hein, I'm going Prince. It, well, and Prince wrote for so many other people, too. Yeah, so it's so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He, he's, had, he's got hits as a writer, as a producer, as a solo artist. Um, I think he even wrote songs for Michael during his heyday. And this is Do You Remember, not quite in the closet, but uh, also a good song. I mean, let's be honest. Both of them have <laughs> both of them have absolute bombs. Um, so I, for me, I feel it's another discussion worthy of more time than we, were, we can give it right now. But we got two MJs and two Prince. So our listeners have to break the tie. Get those comments down. Uh, and I'm moving on. I want to t- anybody have a final note on that? Want to say that uh, the guy that scored from the crash, the last guy that scored. Uh, hang on, Jassy. Shoops. Okay, shoot. <laughs> While I love it, let's put a pin in that. And Jassy, what did you have to say about the crack and gold score? The, the, the 
candidate just score for the Kraken that put us back on top. He's our uh, kid that we just called up from the Firebirds. Oh, no way. Rookie of the year last year. Oh, was this his first game in the playoffs tonight? First first game, yep. Wow, uh, Ned, did you hear that? The kid who just scored is an AHL call-up for tonight's game. So he's getting his first taste of playoff action. Awesome, Jesse. Thanks for that insight. Love it. That's fantastic. But the Battle of the Bands is not quality musician. (laughs) It's you pick who you like, not pick who you like and let Pet Shop destroy your pick. All right. Prince is obviously the supreme musician, lyricist, etc. But fucking MJ is goddamn motherfucking MJ. I didn't destroy your pick. I just gave. Yeah, I mean, listen to what you got going here, shoot. Go ahead, hi. Welcome to my life. Now, yeah, seriously, I hear the way he's talking about you, man. This guy's a ball buster, Heine. Oh, there's a fucking breaking news flash. I'm a ball buster. Jesus, Shoop, what are you, Columbo? You fucking broke the case. There's just one more thing. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm nervous. No, that was a Oh, Columbo. Columbo. Okay, yeah. I thought you were actually coming up with one more thing. Yeah, he's awesome. I love Columbo. Can I, can I drop a Prince? Uh, so, listen, I got to say real quick. So, where uh, Purple Rain was filmed, which is a bar and club in downtown Minneapolis called First Avenue, I used to live kitty corner when I lived downtown, and when he passed away – the entire block was shut down yeah, for two weeks it. and they had a two week block party. It was madness. And uh, I had no idea the impact this guy had on the local music scene. Dude, and I was just legend. naive to it. And furthermore, I was able to tour his house in Chanhassen, Minnesota. It's called Paisley Park. And once you actually get to see how he lived and the people that have come to his place and the music that he's helped make, uh, as well as his wardrobe, you're like, damn, this dude was one of a kind. See, with dude, that said, you're a closet Prince said, fan. You're a closet no, Prince no, no. fan. Respect to Prince. That's three Respect to one. Respect to Prince. But Michael Jackson is like, you know, shit. The guy lived in a goddamn theme park. Yeah, let's let's leave it there. Um, but let's uh, future t- future talks, battled bands. We may we might need to just dedicate a whole episode to the couple that we've done in the past and really get to the bottom of that. But I got a new segment for the peeps and uh, something I came up with. Everybody's familiar with the uh, game show I used to call it Password, right? I wanted to try a sports term theme password. And so I was either going to see what you guys wanted to do. I was like right now on the air, I was going to text one of you the word and then we can pair up and we can see who gets it or I can just give it to all three of you. What do you think, peeps? I don't know. I don't know this game, but okay. I'm up for whatever you want. That sounds that sounds perfect. That that, that I, makes I it easy. Ask you real quick, I gotta yeah. ask you: Am I miss? Did I miss on this date in number fourteen? Did oh. we shit can that? Did we no, shit we, can that? We didn't shit can it. I completely passed right over it. So let's put a pause. I mean, shit, we're we're six seventy minutes in. Who cares at this point? Let's go right. back and let's get to our whole cards again, where we have the fourteenth episode. Hein. Who do you think of number 14, jersey numbers, or golf holes, or anything shit like that? Yo, Hein, you there? Hein, Hein, Hein. Shoot, how about you? Hello, Did hello. Did we lose Hein? I, we must have. I, uh, Jassy? Pete, Pete Rose, man. Was Pete Rose 14? Pete Rose is number 14 in Cincinnati for sure. All right. You guys got me now? Oh, there you go. What'd you do, Hein? I don't know. 
I was uh, trying to, I, I don't know. It's technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're always going to have trouble when Heinz on the, Heinz like a, a black car out of the, of, the, uh, of the pod, but we love him still. So, Heinz, do you have any 14s? Black what? I, I got. Go ahead. I, I got no 14s, man. No 14s? No 14s. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I think of uh, current flyer, Sean Couturier. I think of, uh, of course, once again, I think of the 14th hole at Augusta, which is sort of a, a overlooked hole because it's sandwiched between two iconic par fives, but it's a damn oh, good hole in and of itself. Number 19. Yeah, right. To get over the, <laughs> you're done. No more masters reference for you. I'm sorry, I love it so much. <laughs> Jesse, do you have a fourteen? I don't have a fourteen. Okay, um, shoot. We're on to I you, already, brother. I already gave you my Pete Rose, the big oh, red hitting Pete. machine, the hit king. Well, he was should an, be in the Hall of Fame. He was an awesome red, and then he became a Philly, and he was part of the 1980s World Series winning team with the Phillies. I don't remember seeing too much of him, but I do remember tuning in to watch him um, for the hits record. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he went back to the Reds. Stat Boy can check us check us on that. But I think at the end of the career, his career went back to the Reds, and he was playing with the Reds when he was um, about to break the hit record. And so, like, we would be watching news or a program on television, and then they would break in with a little picture-in-picture, and they would have Pete Rose's at-bat to see if he broke the all-time hit record. So that's something we can look up. Um, lots of NFL draft stuff uh, in the NFL. Back in 1983, John Elway was picked by the Baltimore Colts, not, never playing a game for them, of course. But that happened today on this date in history. Um, also, Nolan Ryan, back in 1990, throws his 12th one-hitter and ties Bob Feller's record. Now, Nolan Ryan has a shit ton of no-hitters as well, but it's also pretty impressive that he has 12 one-hitters. Um, Shoop, I got a couple other things, but what do you got for on this date in, in, uh, in 1964, Boston, 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 the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics yes. capture their sixth consecutive NBA title. Oh, well, Six that... in a row, five, game, five games over the San Francisco Warriors. Well, that's gross. Thanks for bringing me down again. I hate the Celtics, and that's a horrible memory. Also in 1865, the assassin <laughs> John Wilkes Booth was surrounded by federal troops and killed in Port Royal, Virginia. Is that right? That happened today. In sports? That's what I'm asking him. <laughs> Thanks for the history lesson, shoot. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how are the show? <laughs> oh, man, you're terrible. Um, okay, you got me off base. I did forget our 14th episode. We have so much to talk about. We're 75 minutes in. People are telling me, stop making it so long. I, I'm late for work. You know, their dogs aren't getting fed. The kids' diapers aren't getting changed. So I'm trying to be a man of the people here. But I got to move into this pass. I think this will be fun. So I'm just going to do password. The way it is, is I'm trying to guess you. You guys have to guess the sports term that I'm ma- trying to make you guess. Now, it might be one word. It might be multiple words. But it's, it's, uh, it's a sports-themed like it. term. Okay, so I'm going to give you the first clue. All right. George. Boxing. 
Okay, Hein. Did we lose Hein again? Hein, no, do I'm here. Oh, okay. The the password is, you know, I know what the password is, but the clue is George. What do you got? Is it me, Shoop, or am, am I? Is it like pulling teeth with Heine? You know, first timer. He's a little gun shy. All right, let's pa pass on Heine. Heine, we can't hear you, George. Royals. Royals. Jassy, what do you got? We're just trying to uh, think a, of a name. A sports term, and the clue is George. Okay, pass. Okay, pass. Back to you, shoot. Ready? <laughs> Brett. Packers. Football. Hein? Oh my God, Hein. What? Hit. Incorrect. Jassy, you got a guess? Pass. <laughs> okay, here. This one's going to get it. So, so Shoop, you know you got to put the clues together, right? So, so far, I've got boxing and and football. No, 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 no. You put my clues together, dude. Oh, okay. So, so far, it's George and Brett. Got it. Okay, here's the last clue. Sticky. Uh, it was pine tar. Pine tar is the password. Thank you, shoot. Let's try one more. Awesome. Wow. All right. All right. That's great. Let's try one more. Here we go. And this time, we're going to start with Jassy. Jassy, the clue is Kentucky. Hein? Triple crown. Shoot. Basketball. And this is why I did this, because it can go in many different ways. Okay, number two. Clue. This might... Okay. Horses. Jassy, what do you got? Derby. Derby's a winner. Okay, so those are the only two I put together, but I think it'll be fun. We can do some sports term passwords in the future. Shoop, you can do some for me. We can do some, uh, you know, maybe if we have another. Shit right there, Pet Shop. You what? What'd you say it was? I said that was high level right there. It is that high level smart, shit. man. You're a smart guy. <laughs> no, Let's move on, please. Future topics. Now, one week from tonight is going to be a special night. As we will welcome Mama Miller to the podcast. And Mama Miller's homework is to do some Kentucky Derby. That's why I'm sort of tying this all together here. The Kentucky Derby happens in two weekends, and Mama Miller is a Kentucky Derby fanatic. And I even hope to have some video from 1989 of my mom losing her shit when her horse won. And I hope to post it on Instagram in between now and then. Um, but if not, she's still going to join the, the pod and uh, I have gotten so many mixed reviews on my idea of bringing my mom on. I have had everybody from, that's the worst idea I've ever heard, to, okay, now your mom's going to come on and you're never going to have another episode where your mom's not on. So I was the one that said that. Yeah, okay, thank you, Hein. Appreciate that. Um, so we're going to look forward to that. I want to talk about some really big-time sports stories. Shoot, we talked a teensy bit last episode about 30 for 30s because we were talking about Foreman and stuff. But how about the Bartman 30 for 30? We need to discuss that one, and we need to talk about the Bartman incident 
in general. Maybe we'll wait till uh, baseball playoffs. Maybe not. I also want to talk about Andres Galarraga and his perfect game that wasn't a perfect game. You remember that story? The big cat? Andres Galarraga. Uh, the big not, not, cat was uh, Dante Bichette. No, no, no. Andres Galarraga was a hitter for no, the Expos, no, wasn't not, it? It's not Andres Galarraga. It's... um. His last name's Galarraga for sure. I'm looking the it up right now. The guy for the Tigers, the Detroit he, Tigers pitcher? Yes, yes, yes. That yes, got yes. jobbed? It was, his name was Armando. Sorry, Armando Galarraga, his near-perfect game. It's one of my um, – well, I don't know. I don't want to be that guy who says the same thing all the time. But it's an absolutely incredible story about a pitcher who essentially threw a perfect game and didn't get credit for it. And perfect games, as most of my listeners know, is like one of the most rare things in baseball feats and statistics. And he didn't get credit for it because of an absolute blown call. And you never want to blame the ref or an ump, right? But <laughs> this literally, the guy did not get it because of a blown call at the very end with two outs in the ninth inning. So we'll get into that later. Uh, we'll do some more pine. Uh, Sad. Well, yeah, it was. Well, you're the gonna lack do... of accountability on blown calls, it's sad. Well, honestly, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about it now, but shoot, it's essentially laid it, – it, that incident laid the ground rules for, for instant replay in baseball. So some good things came out of it. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, we got fucking pitch clocks and bigger bases. It's a blast. Dude, you're not watching baseball. I'm, I have to say three weeks, four weeks into the season, whatever it is, I don't hate the pitch clock. I certainly don't hate the two hours and 20 minute games. I feel like I have a life again. And I do hope that they change it for the playoffs. And I'm even okay if they say, you know what? Eighth and ninth inning, no pitch clock for the rest of the season. Um, Because it does feel a teensy bit rushed, I will admit. But this is baseball. It's the way baseball used to be thrown. Guys would get in the box. The pitcher would throw the ball. Catcher back to the pitcher, and here comes the next pitch. Like, it got a little out of hand, and so I don't hate it. Jassy, what do you think about the pitch clock so far? Uh, I've changed my tune. <laughs> I was so fired up about it, and now I just have to eat my words because I'm totally cool with it now. <laughs> yeah, it's... It'll be the Savannah Bananas here shortly. It's just a scary thing yeah. of what it could lead to. You know, that's so interesting you brought that up, and I'd like all three of your opinions on this. I am so out on that. What the hell is that? I see it on my Instagram feed. Why are they doing that to baseball? It's because it's it's the it's the generation of participation trophies. These people are, you know, infecting our little leagues and everything else. And it's just like, how do we make a cool game, you know, silly for everyone so, to like? So it. the the people in that league is is that a legitimate professional baseball league? Somewhat. I mean. Professional being, are they getting paid? Yes. But they're not um, minor leaguers or they're not affiliates with the major league teams? No, not at all. Oh, it's garbage. Jazzy, you know what we're talking about? Um, I was just picking it up because I, yeah, I they, wasn't they do like, yeah, I've, I've got it now. They do like dances I'm, on the I'm mound. I'm a bastard, by the way. I will say I am a pessimistic curmudgeon get off my lawn bastard when it comes to changing anything with baseball i just not a fan hein what's your opinion if you still have audio i still have audio okay uh i have no idea what you guys are talking about oh dude so it's uh, real quick because there's probably a lot of listeners that don't know either and just you can log in or chime in when you've seen it's this baseball league 
and like three dudes stand on the mound and they do like literally they do a dance a coordinated synchronized dance and you don't know who has the ball and then one of them pitches the ball and then and then or or it's just one guy on the mound and he does like this dance and you don't know when the pitch is coming and then the ump will like do a dance to call it's like this weird and listen i don't really care that it's happening like do your thing right but i don't want to see it on my like legitimate sports feed anyway i, I i'm with you it's, Shoop, baseball. I'm a... it's baseball meets the circus there's actual baseball being played but it's in the midst of uh yeah it's choreographed a... dances and yeah whatnot. i mean like if you went expecting to see a shit show you'd see one and be like this is funny glad i went but like to right. to follow a season of it you got to be kidding me no and you uh you need to have your kids fix your phone so your feed doesn't show it to you I mean right That's, <laughs> well like, it's cares? the nuts that i see it on the, my nuts page and <laughs> all i've done is followed sports people like so i don't know i don't know um but shoop i disagree i disagree sure apple will fix it for you <laughs> it's probably apple's fault I disagree, Shoop, that, you know, a pitch clock and larger bases is a gateway to the Savannah Bananas. I, I can't disagree more. I, I am digging the MLB season so far. I like the increased small ball. I like when a pitcher uh, makes two pickoff attempts. Uh, then almost, almost for sure, on the next pitch, the guy's running, if he has any bit of speed at all. So I like it. I, I don't think it it um mucks up the purity of baseball i think it's just like let's get it going here boys hey to each your own i'm not i'm not here to uh to to change anyone's mind i'm simply here to share my thoughts all right guys we are officially our longest ever pod it was a big one i know we had multiple guests we had nfl draft which is a huge subject in and of itself i hope that we've kept your attention and not drudged on too long about any one particular thing. Uh, before we leave, my man, Jack Heine, we're not going to get into any of our stories right now, brother, but at some point we're going to have to have you on, and you can tell everybody all my horrible horror stories from college and beforehand, uh, and we'll have Billy on and all those good stuff, because I think the people want it, Heine. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I... I love being on. Yeah, I, I don't I, know if I'm on for that. <laughs> I appreciate you hanging on the nuts. I appreciate you coming on our nuts, Hine. Now get off my nuts. And Jassy, <laughs> uh, thankfully, you have sort of kind of signed up to be our third uh, co-host as much as you can make it uh, when we when we record. And Shoop and I cannot be uh, happier and prouder to have you part of the team, girl. That makes me smile so big. I love hanging out with you guys. <laughs> Well, we Great appreciate to have you. Yeah, and we I have- got to shout out my boy PJ from Nice Piano Bar who put in a word. He said, "Hey, Shoop, you in the pet shop? You guys need a broad on there to kind of balance things out." Well, <laughs> that's a Shoop. That's the first I'm hearing of that. You and I talked about adding Jesse, and you didn't tell me about that guy. So that's terrific. But I agree with him. We did need a broad on, and Jesse's the best broad I know. And so we can't be happier to have her. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's it, guys. We're we're an hour and twenty seven minutes in. Does anybody have any last thing before you all get off my nuts? Go Mariners! Oh, 
All right, kids. Thanks so much for listening. Talk later.